In the Bible, it says that the Eve was made out of Adam's rib. So does it mean that Eve eats Adam's pork chop? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well, maybe Eve was giving Adam the apple so she could have some applesauce with those. <laughs> Hi, this is Mimi. Welcome to my podcast, Blossoming You. Today, we're going to be speaking to Cindy Sheridan, a Christian comedian and the founder of The Widow's Guide to Joy. Now, along with her funhole squad, she created That's Funny Comedy Show that is inspired by a funny comment and a supportive end and some fun and holy friends with a mission to elevate comedians and clean comedy. So please join me to this episode and welcome Cindy. Hi, Cindy. How are you? Hi, Mimi. I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you for saying yes and being here today. I am so excited to connect with you again and just share with my audience about your journey because it's very inspiring. There's a lot of lessons to learn from. And maybe for my listeners, you can do a little bit introduction about what you do now and what your passion is. Okay. Well, uh, I'm currently the National Service Director for Lincoln Military Housing. So I basically oversee our maintenance hotline where military families call in to report their maintenance issues. And I've been with Lincoln, it's, uh, it'll be 19 years in August. Uh, and so I really have a passion to serve our community and our, our military. Love it. That's what I'm currently doing, yes. Right. <laughs> what about your passion? The thing that you do for your own Joy. Uh, something that's new uh, as of October of last year is I started being a stand-up comedian. And it's something I never thought that I would be doing. But, uh, you know, God has plans for us that he reveals to us along the way. And, you know, I just felt a strong leading from God on this journey mm -hmm. to be a stand-up comedian. So, since then, it, it's just been a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I told you, but my dream is to be on Jimmy Fallon. That's, yes. that's my dream. Yes. <laughs> this girl wants to be on Jimmy Fallon, The Tonight Show. Share some of your jokes with us. I can share a joke or two. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want me to share right now? <laughs> yeah, go for oh, it. Oh, okay. Uh, so... Do we have any Uber fans? Are you an Uber fan? Yeah. Do you like to take Uber? Yeah. Oh, ah, I, I just can't. I mean, since I was little, I was told not to get into a car with strangers. So a couple of months ago, I opted for the super shuttle. And I realized I was getting into a van with six strangers that now know where I live. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I need to rethink that. Been thinking about Uber. I still haven't <laughs> taken one yet, but it might be the better option going forward. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, how about, well, you know, like many widows, uh, widows can turn to drugs, alcohol, and other addictions. It was no different for me. I fell into the trap of essential oils. Yeah, I know. I know. How did that happen? Me, a woman of faith. Well, it all happened quite quickly. After David passed, people kept bringing me three things, flowers, food, 
and essential oils. <laughs> it could be worse. I could be addicted to lasagna. I mean, I think I still have a lasagna in the freezer from two <laughs> years ago. Yeah. But um, so when I couldn't sleep, I would grab an oil. When I needed a pick-me-up, I would grab an oil. Actually, when <laughs> I still grab oil when I can't sleep or when I need a pick-me-up. I have oils everywhere. And I wouldn't say that it's an addiction. I would just say that they are essential. <laughs> well, actually, I have this one joke that I made. And you tell me if it's funny. In the Bible, it says that the Eve was made out of Adam's rib. So does it mean that Eve, it's Adam's pork chop? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Maybe Eve was giving Adam the apple so she could have some applesauce with those. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you share with us when was the first time you did your stand-up joke? So... I, last February, I felt God calling me to do stand-up. I had heard a Christian comedian on the radio, and God was kind of nudging, like, hey, you can do that. I want you to do that. There needs to be more clean Christian comedians. And my journey at the time was not one that was really filled with joy or jokes you know mm -hmm. so I kind of put it off thinking that maybe that wasn't what uh, I was supposed to do and then I felt another nudging God nudging me again telling me you can do it you can mm -hmm. do it I'll be with you so out of obedience and with a little bit of fear I signed up for a stand-up comedy class through the oh, comedy wow. palace Yeah, through the Comedy Palace, and um, it was a six-week course every Saturday afternoon, and so I jumped in to do that, and it's funny, you know, when God calls you, you just, when you go, he's going to help you, and here I'm thinking I didn't think I could do it, but right from the very beginning, they had us up on stage uh, sharing about ourselves with the lights and the microphone and everything, and You know, I got some really great feedback, a lot of laughs and what I was sharing. And it it, it blossomed um, into something more. And so my friends were encouraging me to try out audition for the Cherish Got Talent. Mm -hmm. So my actual first comedy show was at Cherish Got Talent. Oh, yay. I was there. It was hilarious. And I was really surprised. Like, oh, I didn't know she's actually a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> surprise <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, I was surprised too <laughs> that was a big surprise <laughs> yeah. and the thing is you were funny because I did not see that side of you before I, you know like actually intentionally talking about jokes and it's actually funny like I have not seen that side of you right I get that a lot even my aunt and uncle who I've known all my life are like We've never seen that side of you. Like, well, <laughs> neither had I until God brought it out, you know. So, so and so actually my first comedy show at the Comedy Palace was that night, the last night of Cherish, October 5th. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was 
it was a busy day, but it was a lot of fun. That yeah, no, for sure. You mentioned something that you went take the class, and but would you say that you were naturally funny, or it's just something that you learn and gain as a skill? Uh, people have said in the past that um, I've had like a dry sense of humor. Mm. I did. I was involved with Toastmasters, mm -hmm. if you understand, if everybody yeah. understands what Toastmasters is. Yeah. So I was involved with Toastmasters uh, and my speeches incorporated some humor. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I was encouraged by my fellow Toastmasters to do more humorous speeches because they're like, it's unexpected. And when you say things like that, it's totally funny. And so... <laughs> <laughs> wow, it encouraged me a lot because I totally have a dry humor. And my husband always tells me that I become funnier since I start dating him and now we're married, that I'm learning how to say joke. Uh, yeah, what was cool about this class is they actually teach you how to write your jokes. Mm. Uh, and they give you some reading recommendations. There is actually a comedy Bible. So, you know, I had to get that too, you know. Oh, wow. That's like very serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now that people know you as a comedian, but, but it all started with the, the Widow's Guys to Joy. Mm -hmm. Can you share a little bit more about that? I know your passion lies way deeper than just being a person on stage. Right. Um, after David, my husband passed, we had been married 25 years and... Uh, He had, you know, passed unexpectedly uh, on his way to men's prayer. He was hit by a car and passed the next day from his injuries. Mm -hmm. And I really felt like my faith stood still that day. And my life and my vision and my purpose just like stood there in, in stall mode, not knowing what to do next. Mm -hmm. And so I really uh, spent a lot of time with God Um, praying, reading the Bible, just connecting with him. And David always had a really funny sense of humor. His, his goal was to always leave someone with a smile and a prayer. Mm. And he was silly. I have lots of silly stories about him um, that I'm actually starting to share in my material when I perform. But It really, uh, I really wanted to, I didn't want to lose my joy. I, I had seen other widows, you know, lose their joy and their faith over a loss. And yes, it's, it's like the worst thing you could ever experience. And it's a real test of your faith and yourself. But I feel like as I leaned more on God, mm -hmm. he was supporting me and guiding me. And while people were telling me, yeah, it's, it's, tough you have to adapt to this new normal you have to find this new normal life mm -hmm. but God kept telling me I want you to find a new joy wow. a new purpose because mm -hmm. I was trying to I was trying to move forward with our purpose mm -hmm. as a couple mm -hmm. like this is what we wanted to do as a couple uh, in our lives but I really wasn't getting anywhere right and there wasn't much joy with that because David wasn't here you know that was something we planned together and so God put me on this journey of joy um, to help not only myself but 
I feel like he's called me to share my journey to encourage others Mm. that, you know, in the beginning when I would laugh or kind of share my humor, you know, I felt guilty. Like, shouldn't I still be grieving or, Mm. you know, I, I will always grieve for David. It will always be there, but the joy of the Lord is my strength. And God brought joy into my life by letting me discover who I truly am Mm. and allow me to express myself through comedy. Right. I can hear from what you're saying. It's really a journey of faith. What I want to highlight for my audience too, two previous podcasts, we talk about finding your purpose, finding your passion and building up your vision. But what you shared with me, I think it's very important to highlight is that God will lead you to the place where you will have to reinvent your passion, reinvent your purpose too. And you have to be okay beyond that journey to continue. And that's so much strength from your side and just so much faith. Everything that you have known before was with David. And then now you have to start over. And that can be scary. But you are the example of true faith and just leaning on God. And that it's possible if you lost your purpose at one point in life you can reinvent it again throughout your journey when was the I guess that aha moment when you felt confident you felt that okay I'm walking on my new purpose yeah that's a good question um it didn't come naturally and it didn't come suddenly Mm. I actually didn't really feel confidence in my purpose until earlier this year to like, yeah, like right at the start of the pandemic. Oh, wow. (laughs) Perfect timing. (laughs) The last show that I had was actually in Las Vegas Mm -hmm. at the Stratosphere in the LA Comedy Club. Wow. And then uh, that Monday, all the casinos closed. So I was like the last, yeah, I was probably the only Christian comedian that weekend. (laughs) But I was probably the last one there before they closed. With this pandemic, I was almost forced to really focus on my purpose. Kind of like narrow your focus down. Right. The only place right. for you to look in is within. Right. Uh, the class taught us live comedy. I was doing live comedy mm-hmm. with a microphone and everything. Mm-hmm. And then when the shows were being canceled and people were still wanting me to share, I mm-hmm. felt this fear of doing a Zoom comedy show. Mm-hmm. My friends... We're like, well, we'll support you. Okay, that's great. So having a community around you to mm-hmm. encourage you and support you is important. Yes, absolutely. But I, I took that step of doing a Zoom comedy show. And I think that really helped me like realize that this is what I really want to do. So I want to highlight that the comedy that you do is called Clean Comedy. And you really position yourself to be the person who does Christian jokes and can you tell us more about that you can still have fun as a Christian mm-hmm. and right yeah I, I feel that God has truly called me to clean comedy to to promote more clean comedy in the world because uh, from what I've actually heard from other comedians they say clean comedy is difficult but I feel like you know, it's been easy for me, but that could be because, you know, I'm pretty clean, but um, (laughs) in a lot of ways. um, You got that Clorox. 
Yeah, the bleach. I use bleach before I go on stage. Yeah, I really think there needs to be more clean comedy in the world because what our kids or teenagers or others uh, are witness to on TV and some of these comedians, I just, I really want to just spank them. They're just mm. really a cringe when I hear like a dirty joke. I actually can see that there need there is a need for it and people need to be educated on that, that you don't need to cost to be funny. Right. Just sharing about everyday life uh, is funny in itself. I mean, right. I'm, I'm working on some quarantine and COVID jokes right now. One thing that I really want to know, what would you want to change on your journey? I let fear get in the way. Mm. I let fear take hold of me at times. And while there were moments where I took that step of faith, There were other moments where I did allow fear to direct my steps mm. and not take certain steps, you know, and I, I think um, if I could change anything on this journey besides the accident not happening, we right. always will wonder why and that, but I know that I'm trusting God. Uh, I'll continue to trust God with my life and and where he has me going. I got to, you know, to know David a little bit. I do personally believe that through the comedy that you're doing, you keep his spirit alive. That Well, would you mind if I shared a funny story about David? So David, uh, when we'd go to bed, he always liked to watch Saturday Night Live videos on his phone. So there was a, one night where I was trying to fall asleep and I woke up to the bed shaking. Like it was just shaking. I'm like, oh, is there an earthquake or something? And then all of a sudden, I just hear David start giggling out loud. He was trying to contain his giggling, like <laughs> that he was shaking the bed, like trying not to laugh. So I would get mad at him. I'm like, David, I'm trying to sleep, Shh, you know? And then I'd roll back over. And then a couple of minutes later, the bed would start shaking again. He was trying to contain his giggling, but it kept shaking the bed. And then he would just start bursting out laughing. And I, I look back now and I realize, you know, while I got a little bit upset with him, it was really hard to be mad at him because he was laughing. But I really miss that. That's one thing that I miss. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to encourage married couples, people in relationships, that sometimes those things that might irritate you are those things that are unique about that person. And so I encourage everyone to embrace those things that that might be irritating. Wow, that's so that's so beautiful. Yeah, thanks for sharing. We keep this going to keep his spirit alive. Like I truly believe in it and in your comedy, I feel his spirit in it. And what is the biggest lesson that you learned through all this journey of uh, grieving and then finding joy and then now becoming a person who is helping widows to find joy? What is the biggest lesson that you learned? To focus more on my faith and where what God's telling me and not what people are telling me. After, you know, David passed, I did get a lot of advice, you know, Yeah. and you really have to look at it and weigh it against what God is telling you, what the Holy Spirit is leading you in that and trust. Um, there was some advice that I was given and, you know, I 
followed it, but it ended up uh, hurt. It just hurt more. It, mm. it, it didn't lead me on a path to joy. The biggest lesson is focus on how you're grieving. Don't right. worry about how others are grieving or how they tell you you should grieve. Everybody yeah. grieves differently. And I truly believe I'll always carry grief with me. Right. But finding joy and, you know, supersedes that. Is it overwhelming when people are trying to help you, but they're not actually helping? <laughs> well, I know they have the heart. Yeah, yeah they the do have their heart. Yeah. But like, that's true. It, it can. I mean, there were times where that overwhelming was helpful. Having a lot of support can can really help. You have to like weigh it against what you're feeling. You have to stay true to your own self, true to your own belief that you don't get swayed by what people tell you because it's not aligned with who you are. You know, like you're, you have this um, poker face or like very neutral emotion when you tell jokes. Is that something that you were taught in school or is just something that you just naturally have or just something that you want to be behind the brand of your comedy. I just found it's very unique and I really want to know about it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, the class did share with us, you know, techniques. Mm. Uh, but I think it's just more natural than anything. I actually had that in Toastmasters, my first speech. They called the icebreaker. Uh -huh. And I started out with, one of my first sentences was at the age of 33, I had a heart transplant. And then I went into about how God took my old heart out and gave me a new heart. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, we thought you actually had a heart transplant. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, yeah, it's definitely a God gift mm -hmm. because there are times it's normally always before a show, like, I feel like I forget everything. Mm. I'm not going to remember my jokes. I have to use the bathroom really bad. You know, just I I, I feel like it's not going to be good, right? Mm. Then I feel like this right before I go up, I feel this peace just come over me because I do seek God. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, Lord, I need you right now. So I feel this peace as soon as like right as I'm getting up there. And then it just it just flows. Right. Um, I mean, there's times where I've messed up jokes, but as far as being able to get up there and 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 just share my jokes and material. Last five. Since my podcast is about personal growth and personal development, where would you recommend someone to start their personal growth journey? In prayer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think what helped me with this uh, first step mm -hmm. was to share it with friends, mm. share what you feel is on your heart for mm -hmm. your purpose, your vision, share it with others. Because I didn't go to that stand up class the first day by myself. Mm -hmm. I had two friends come with me because I was nervous and mm -hmm. scared. Right. But when you share your friends are going to come alongside you and help you to take that Oh, yeah, step. I love that. This is your best tip to blossom you or like to grow you. Don't be afraid. Just do it. What is the new skill or the new thing that you are doing right now? Oh, I'm yeah. working so on some new jokes. Is that like a constant exercise where you have to write jokes all the time? I've been taught 
like if something is is funny to write it down. So like God will give me the download Mm -hmm. and it's usually in the bathroom, but uh, (laughs) how convenient. I don't know why I'm serious. I don't know why it's when I'm in the bathroom, God will give me certain things that sound funny or like a subject matter. Mm -hmm. And so I have to write them down. I'm learning to like write them down. Mm -hmm. So I have my phone. I use my notes in my phone Mm -hmm. and then I have an actual journal where I write everything down. And then when I have time later, I'll go back and and elaborate and how I can use that as a joke. Wow, that's so cool. Where do you go for the inspiration? Uh, I do follow some other comedians. Mm-hmm. I think that inspires me. Uh, and, and scripture. I memorize scripture, go to scripture, put scripture <laughs> on the wall, you know, to help yeah. remind me uh, yeah. for inspiration. And Sharing stories about David helps inspire me too. 150 years, science failed to save us. And all that is left is a book about your life. What would the title be? And what would the blurb on the back say? The Widow's Guide to Joy. Yes. <laughs> the blurb, how to find joy in, in a new way after a loss. How to find your new self after a loss through joy. Well, maybe one day we'll be holding that book. <laughs> God's, God's told me that I need to write a devotional. So I, I've, I've started writing a few notes down. Mm-hmm. I'm not a writer. I know other writers have been called write and are not writers. So mm-hmm. I know it's possible. Yeah, <laughs> I'm to... so excited. Well, I'm looking forward to follow with your journey. And for my listeners who want to find you and learn more about your Widow's Guys to Joy, about your shows, where they can find you? Uh, on Facebook uh, or Instagram, The Widow's Guide to Joy. Also, uh, for my comedy shows, uh, you can also follow That's Funny Comedy Show on mm-hmm. Facebook or Instagram. And then, of course, also Cindy.Sheridan on Instagram. Awesome. For sure, I'll link that all below under my podcast so people can go and find you and just um, get more joy out of your jokes. So Just keep smiling and laughing. Life is too short and life is full of, of joy. So I love having time with you and thank you so much again for being here. Thank yeah. you so much, Mimi. I really enjoyed it. It's yeah. such an honor to do this with you today.